0: You need to find some sort of joy in your job. We spend a lot of time at work, unfortunately, so, you know, doing something that really you hate every day would just be awful. What
1: am I willing to do to go get it? i push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. Welcome on back not to the y y I'm I'm I never, where I'm we resistant. interview every job occupation, A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you can find your dream job too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Christy Camo. Now, Christy is a senior lecturer at the University of Melbourne as an animal nutritionist, okay? First off, Christy's work is just absolutely amazing. She does everything from converting food waste into animal feed, using insects to feeding cows special diets so they burp less methane. So Christy has a lot, a lot to share with us here today. So Christy, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. All right, Christy, how are we feeling today? Excellent. Thank you, Kojo. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Christy, I am real, 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 real excited to have you on the show today because, Christy, of course, you are our first person in this specific industry. And I think that my audience is real. Real, real excited to have you, and I think they're gonna. Ha- we're gonna have to ask you that question that everybody has been waiting for. Drum roll, please, and that is why, Christy? why are you doing what you're doing today?
0: Amazing question with not a very clear cut, straight answer. Um, I always thought that I wanted to work with animals. Uh, but when you're younger, you think that the way to do that is to become a vet. So that was my plan through high school and then realised very quickly that I was not going to get the top grades to get into that. So I started an animal science degree at the University of Melbourne thinking that I would transfer over into vet. Mm-hmm. And I think within the first maybe six weeks of my degree which was taught by the agriculture faculty i was exposed to agriculture i didn't grow up on a farm so obviously knew a little bit about it but not much but just really loved everything that i was learning and i just never changed and stayed at uni for as long as i possibly could
1: <laughs> i love 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 that answer right there and of course that was the short and sweet answer but what i want from you now you're at the top of the totem pole you're where everybody wants to be, but take us back down to the bottom. Step one, day one. What was your process like that got you here today?
0: I say all the time, all of the decisions I made that have impacted where I am now in terms of my career, I made, in a sense, subconsciously. I wasn't actively planning to take these steps. They they all just kind of mm. fell into my life, if you will, and I took advantage. So undergrad as I said I really enjoyed the production animal side of my lectures I was if you talk to my lecturers now a pain in the bum they would say constantly at their door asking questions I loved the physiology and nutrition subjects I just got them it worked for my brain I understood it and found it really interesting and exciting to study so I was always asking for more 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 got good enough grades as an undergrad to do an honours degree so I did that and a portion of that for the way the system works in Australia was to do a research project. So, did some research involving sheep. Uh, my first ever experience working with sheep, and I just thoroughly enjoyed it. So, towards the end of that, my supervisor, who was in charge of that project, said to me, "Look, I think you'd be suitable for a PhD. Why don't you go and apply for mm-hmm. the program and for a scholarship?" Mm-hmm. And I sort of did it very. Nonchalant. I don't think I put a lot of effort in. Um, I mean, it wasn't an onerous application. It was based off grades anyway. But I just kind of put it in and almost forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And then I recall very clearly the day I got an email from the university offering me both the space and a scholarship, and I burst into a lot of tears because just to feel that that I was. Good at something and that they wanted me to stick around was amazing. So of course I said yes to that and went straight from my undergrad degree into doing the PhD, which opened so many doors and I did so many amazing things during that time that sort of really cemented that I was in the place that I wanted to be and loved the job. And you know, if I could I'd love to have stayed in academia, which I've managed to do. Mm-hmm. So after the PhD, there was some opportunities to do postdoctoral research. So I stuck around to do those. And then It just so happened that one of my PhD supervisors was almost not quite seconded, it's not the right word, but he took on a large research project and no longer had time to do the teaching. So they needed someone to fill his gap. And I I hate to say luck, it wasn't luck, it was hard work, but there was an element of right place, right time. So I managed to get the lecturing position that I'm in
1: now. Mm, 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 mm. I love, love, love that answer right there. And especially that first sentence that she said when she said that all her moves were somewhat subconscious and it all works together for your good at the end of the story. So I absolutely love that answer. Now, Christy, I know I asked you to throw it back, but what I want from you now is to throw it back even further than that. What do you think were some childhood hobbies and habits that matriculated into what you're doing today?
0: So many. I was always the kid... Seeking out any animal, particularly dogs, they're my favourite, but any animal in the room, if we were out anywhere, that was where you could find me with them. So I always had that just love of animals and innate need to be around them. In terms of I was a bit of a loner as a child. I never really liked other children. I liked to read. I liked to be by myself. So I was also often, yeah, playing on my own, reading books. My sister is a social butterfly. She was off with everybody else and I was kind of off in the corner quite happy and then as I got a bit older I think later primary school I remember you know Saturday mornings waking up mum and dad would try to sleep in my sister would be watching cartoons or doing something fun and I would be giving myself science projects to do so sort of mucking around inadvertently with things like physics and just doing you know building things and yeah I just always gravitated towards it. So I wasn't really a sporty kid. I didn't, I wasn't completely inactive, but what it wasn't something that I found a lot of joy in. So it was always for me reading, yeah, and just doing doing silly little things like that. It wasn't pushed by my parents at all. Neither of them are in science. Um, neither of them actually finished high school. So it's yeah, I don't know where it came from.
1: <laughs> I love, love, love that answer right there. I love that answer so much now, Christy. What's an average day like for you today?
0: Today, well, post-pandemic world, it's slightly different, um, but it really does depend. So it's teaching semester here in Australia. So I might be lecturing um, or answering emails from students or marking assignments. Mm -hmm. Other times of the year, well, and and it can be concurrent as well, I'll be doing research. So I might be driving to our research farm, which is a few hours from where my office is here, where I lecture. So I, you know, sometimes sometimes, stay up there for weeks or days at a time or I might be doing some research collaboratively with other people so on you know on other commercial farms and things so sometimes I'm in the car sometimes I'm getting dirty and smelly playing with animals sometimes I might be in the laboratory doing analysis or I might be very boring like other people on the computer for 8 hours a day so yeah it's so varied
1: I love 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 that answer now Christy what do you enjoy the most about what you do
0: So many different things. I really didn't think that I would enjoy the teaching as much as I do. I don't think I did the first year. It was a bit scary. Um, But after that, I really do enjoy kind of lecturing and hearing from the undergrads and the postgrads and talking to them and getting questions. I love getting good questions. It's really exciting. And if it's something I don't know, um, you know, I'm still a science nerd. So I love going to research something if I don't know the answer. I love the animal work, obviously, that's my favorite part. I, you know, it's tiring, it's long, it's dirty, it's smelly, sometimes it's cold, sometimes it's hot, but it's excellent. And just being outside and being with the animals really brings me a lot of joy. And then all of my colleagues, I work in an amazing industry with brilliant people. So I get to spend so much time talking to like-minded people that are really exciting. I was at a conference last week that was just
1: so joyful
0: being around everybody and hearing what they're doing, whether it be, you know, people on the ground on farms or consultants right through to us nerdy academics so I get to spend time with so many varied people it's really thrilling mm-hmm.
1: and as much as I love that answer right there Christy as much as I love that answer the back end of that question is do you enjoy the least the least
0: um I think like everybody well uh, maybe some people enjoy this actually but I really don't like the um the admin side of life so boring paperwork filling out forms um, universities love paperwork for their employees so there's so many processes and and things that you need to tick off and that gets exceptionally tedious um, and I also sadly sometimes. Don't enjoy, I I enjoy most of my interactions with my students, but every now and again you get one that's not so pleasant and that can play on your mind for a long time. So there's elements that are negative with the students, mostly it's positive, but yeah, my biggest, biggest negative of my job would absolutely be the boring paperwork. Mm, 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 mm.
1: And that is the most common answer for that question right there. That is the most common answer for that question. So I love that answer right there. Now, Christy, this next question, I'm not going to lie, is my absolute favorite and that is do you think that grades mattered in school for the success that you have in your career today this is a difficult question
0: long term absolutely not
1: and we interrupt this program to let you know about today's special offer now are you enjoying today's podcast but wish you didn't have to wait until sunday to hear it Or maybe a guest answered a question, but not every question you had in mind. Or maybe there's an old episode guest that you'd like to get in contact with, but you never got the contact info. Well, I've got great news for you for a limited time only. The YI Network is giving early access to episodes, live Q&As with podcast guests, access to contact information of every past, current, and future guest guest and free merchandise yes you heard right you can interview our next guest live on the show ask them any question you want live on air and stay in contact with that person to receive personal mentorship and guidance please don't miss out on this opportunity to not only be in contact with me but every guest that comes on the show personally now parents teachers aunties If there's a child in your life that you know will benefit from this amazing network of people, don't hesitate for this is a limited time offer. Prices will double at the end of the year, so get it while it's hot. Our guests all have a minimum of five years of experience in their respective professions and they are itching, itching to help the next generation. Hit the Patreon link in the description below or on WWW the network.com to sign up for this life changing experience. Don't miss it. Now back to our regular programming.
0: Short term, clearly they do because they are used rightly or wrongly as metrics to allow people, you know, to get into university or whatever they might be doing. So I don't agree with that system. However, it's the system that we have. So no, I don't think they agree. They, you know, can preclude you from being successful if you're driven and you enjoy The work or the the topic then I think you'll always find a way and there always is a way there's many alternate pathways it's just whether you're committed to doing that and if you have the privilege and the ability to live while you're doing that because it is a privilege to be able to do things like go to university and, and afford that and you know afford to live while you're doing that and chasing that dream so I do understand that not everyone has that privilege so grades of course they matter I think we put a lot of stress on them too much stress on them but you know, the system is what it is and it'd be nice if it changed at some point, but I don't think it will. We have been trialling things at the University of Melbourne with alternate pathways into undergraduate degrees and they're very successful. So I really enjoy having involvement in those, particularly around agriculture. I think hopefully, you know, it's the way of the world going forward. But I certainly did put a lot of stress and pressure on myself in final years of high school to get those marks, to get into the degree I wanted. And to be honest, I mean, it did matter because I got my foot in the door. But once I was at university, it probably didn't matter as much as you thought it would. And now certainly when someone asks, you know, what your grades were, I really can't remember. So it does mm-hmm. certainly get, you know, lose its significance at a certain point. Um,
1: yeah. I love, love, love that answer right there. I absolutely love that answer right there. Now, Christy, I'm going to break down this next question just a little bit, just because I feel like this word gets tossed around a little willy-nilly, and that is, what do you feel that you're in? impact is. And when I say impact, I mean, what are you devoted to? What is your devotion? So
0: I really, you know, lots of elements of my research work towards sustainability in a very loose way around the agriculture industry. So improving the way we produce food, we're always going to produce food and fiber for humans. It's You know, we can't escape it. So if we can do that in a way that leaves a lesser footprint, and is more efficient and potentially provides more food so we have less of a gap for people that don't have access to food. Those kind of things really, you know, I'd like to have, I'm certainly not going to solve all of the problems, but if I can have a minor impact on some of those and have some sort of incremental improvement, that would be really beneficial. And then further to that, I really do hope to have some sort of impact on the students that I teach. So whether that be a flyaway comment that they take and think about and then, you know, potentially help make a decision about where they go with their careers or show them something that they didn't realise was an option and maybe they changed their direction or even just, you know, give them an example of something that they can potentially do in their life or teach them to, to think critically and um, and analyse and, and use that going forward in their lives. So, yeah, I think I really would love to have an impact on the students I teach as well and hopefully be mem- remembered for... Being somewhat fair and uh, knowledgeable.
1: I love, love, love that answer right there. Now, Christy, again, has been answering these questions absolutely perfectly all interview long. But unfortunately, 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 we are already down to that last question. And Christy, that is if there was one just one piece of advice for somebody out there listening right now who wants to be in the position that you're in today Christy what would that be oh so i would
0: be a little bit less specific i think than than giving someone advice for the position that i'm in but i just think you need to find you need to find some sort of joy in your job We spend a lot of time at work, unfortunately. So, you know, doing something that really you hate every day would just be awful. It would be such a drain on our existence. So, Mm -hmm. doing something that you enjoy is always going to make it easier. And I think within that, though, we need to also have clear boundaries. So, not overworking ourselves, having restrictions around the time that we'll spend at work and our accessibility—it's so easy these days to get caught up in, you know, emails on your phone and text messages and all those sort of things. And I am exceptionally conscious about switching off from those and not working after hours. And I think, you know, we've let let work creep in too much into our lives and forgetting to live lives. And hopefully, pandemic has taught us a little bit more about switching that sort of stuff off. So, yeah, find joy in your work, but also have boundaries around that and um, spend enough time with outside of work with people you love and doing things
1: you enjoy. Mm, 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 mm. And I could not have said it better myself. I absolutely loved that answer right there. And Christy has been an absolutely perfect guest all interview long. But Christy, I'm not going to lie. I need one more thing from you before you go. And I don't care if it's a website. I don't care if it's a social media link. I don't even care if it's a book something that I can leave down in the link in the description below so that my audience can reach yours, please promote and shout it out now.
0: I am going to be exceptionally boring. I don't do any of those sorts of things. I have some private uh you know social media that I use just with friends but I really am not huge on that I find it overwhelming so I don't have a lot you, I can point you to my find an expert page for the University of Melbourne that lists my boring research credentials and publications and grant successes but in terms of something that I curate myself I really don't sorry <laughs>
1: can't do you much we'll we'll take it over here we'll take it over here and Christy Again, has been an absolutely perfect guest all interview long, and we must thank her one more time for coming on the show. But folks, as you know, there are three types of work, a job, a career, and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you have a career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Christy helped you find here today, folks. That is a wrap.